I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are listening to Missed Apex iRacing Podcast. Let's get faster and spend all our money and get told off by our partners. I'm your host, Richard Spanners Ready. Welcome to the iRacing Podcast, the show where we look at things from a, a hobbyist point of view. So our participation point of view, rather than covering some major series. And somebody who has helped many people get faster is Dory. How's it going, Dory? Hello. Hi. How, how are you? That was quite a hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How's happy your times? Happy days. How's your iRacing career treating you? Because last time you came on the show, you were having a bit of a, I'm going to call it a sad on. I don't know if that if that translates, but you were very upset with basically the whole F3 community and you were doing videos on <laughs> how to not be a moron, which were really good. Actually, you were just showing being conservative, cutting through the field. Um, is is uh, iRacing treating you a bit better now? Well, yeah, since I've gone off uh i'm no longer doing f3s so <laughs> it's much better have you completely <laughs> have you completely abandoned f3 i know you're, you're probably not the only one to have have done that unfortunately i have uh here's the thing f3s are probably one of the f- most fun you can have on iRacing. i've said this in my videos it's it's really they're really brilliant to drive but the the level of competition there is yeah it's not it's not good most of the time. So as in driving standards is what you're alluding to there. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, the participation is good, so you can always get good splits. But it's just that if you move down, for a guy who's usually leading the top five, top four, top three, and then to move down three or four positions below that, it's all of a sudden, it's like all, you're all of a sudden in a different split, completely different behavior. Everything changes. And it's just carnage. And we'll talk about where you've defected to, you traitor. <laughs> and the, it's interesting you're talking about the, the competition of it. Because it's popular, because there's high participation, uh, I think it would probably be the second highest participation in the road series behind... I think right now it's like fourth. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's there's interesting. There's new stuff coming around. But we're used to, say, jumping in an F3 lobby and maybe there's five, six splits in the evening. And what that means is that you get closer races you know there's a, a closer gap in the field and i find as someone who who builds up more i rating just from not crashing is that i'm generally in a split where people are faster than me so i spent the whole i spend the whole time like defending there's like a spanners train i'm defending my position the whole time <laughs> um recently they went to snetterton for the second round of the new season which i think was a, a gigantic error because it's a it's a it's a not a glamorous track it's a paid track and it's like people are going to look at that and go, oh, it's not very F3. So anyway, the participation was super low. And it was really interesting because you had people who literally don't know how to take a corner and aliens all in the same split. And I suppose that's very common for other series. But that does put me off. When I see low participation in a series, I think, oh, I'm just going to be in a massive spaced out grid. But I guess that's realistic. If you went down to your local club racing, you would have a massive gap in skills, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh... Uh, it's it's really disheartening for the top guys. I can, I can look from that perspective. The three to seven k I rating drivers 
if they look at a split and the strength of field is 1500, they'll be uh, completely uh, unmotivated to race, which will reduce participation even further. So yeah, Snetterton, for example, it, it shouldn't be a paid track. Should it? Yeah. I mean, it should be a free track. Nobody's buying it. I mean, the people who did buy it only bought it because they wanted to do that particular series, not because they wanted to drive Snetterton. No, we didn't want to at all. We bought it because yeah. we we run a, a series alongside the officials. Um, yeah, if it was a free track, I think, and and some people were even suggesting, you know, it's a cynical move to put a paid track that isn't hasn't already been bought by a lot of people into a popular series to kind of just to push sales because i guess they're always looking at the margins what's left on the table oh no one's bought snetterton if we put it in f3 at least some people will buy it <laughs> well the way iRacing does things in terms of selecting new tracks for a uh, for a season is they have certain tracks that if they appear a certain amount of times they have to be excluded and if certain tracks didn't appear for a certain amount of time they have to be included right. And the rest of it is down to a vote. I don't know who voted for Snetterton, but <laughs> I think it's just because nobody raced it for a real long time. So they had to put that in. Yeah, they're maniacs. Okay. Anyway, when it comes to single seaters, nearly all the single seaters, I do love it when they are on Grand Prix tracks. So tracks I know off of the telly, past or future. And I think this this week coming up for single seaters, you've got you've got uh, all the single seaters, 3.5 at Interlagos, I think um, F2 at uh, F2.0 at Spa, and then the Suzuka for F3. So, so that's going to be a, a glorious week for me. I want to try and dive into some of those too. But again, it's the low low participation. I tried the 3.5. It's a nice enough car to drive. As same with the McLaren, but too complicated for me. And I and I feel like the Formula Renault 2.0 is always going to spin and bite me but yeah i think the participation is is the key thing for me and you were telling me that where you've defected to is in fact the highest populated series in iRacing yeah and also the most supported gt3s right now they they're getting tons and tons of updates for the tire model the abs and traffic control models and new cars all the time there's going to be new vehicles i think next season as well but there's been some talks about the new lexus rcf or the old Lexus RCF coming in as a new car and the Acura NSX. So new cars all the time and better tire model, hopefully better damage model in the future. That will kind of guarantee this series is going to remain popular for a long time. Okay. Tell me the name of the series again. Well, you have VRS Sprint, which is the 40 minutes race. Yeah. That has a fuel stop. And you have a Fanatec GT3 Fixed, which is a 20 minute race with no fuel stop and a fixed setup oh okay and which one's more popular out of those two what do you prefer uh, as well? i prefer the fixed i think the fixed is also more popular but it depends on what track they're going to because some tracks the, the fixed setup works better than the other mm-hmm. uh then uh you know the, the open setup so sometimes you need an open setup for a certain track if it's really hot like long beach it was impossible to drive on open setup so everybody on uh sorry on fixed on setup so Everybody running the open setup. It really depends. So is that new, the fixed, those fixed setups? Because I remember on F3, at first, the iRacing setups weren't very good, but now they've gotten a lot better. So is it a case of just they haven't quite figured it out yet? Well, I think it's, yeah, they're dialing it in, definitely. Once they, the fix set, the fix series started last season and it was brilliant, really good, really successful. And now they've gone even further with, really specific like just they made setups just for the fixed series so yeah. the, the sprint setup now is completely different than the medium downforce setup that they used to have and it's really good okay so a lot look, of fun to drive. let's pretend that like you really miss me because you know we used to see each other sometimes in the f3 and you're like oh no spanners it's not the same without you so you're convincing <laughs> me to come over there is yeah. is the driving standards then is it actually better than F3 or is it just the fact that everyone's got a box around them? Well, it's both. So in GT3s, the car, first of all, there's the issue of net code. In open wheelers, the, the car's ability to change direction and brake very late is much higher. So the server doesn't always react in time and you get uh, more net code. I didn't know that. Yeah. So in GT3s, it's less 
uh, it happens less often, way less. Like I rarely, rarely, I can't remember the last time I got netcoded. And yeah. in F3s, it was like almost every race. Yeah, and even if you didn't get netcoded, that's the first, sorry, netcode. And it's like, no, it wasn't netcode. <laughs> you plowed into me. Yeah, just blame it on netcode and mm. kill people. So less of an so, issue in GT3. Yeah, less netcode. And I find the top split to be a way more competitive. But I think second split is also really nice. So if you're in the 2000 I rating range, you really have a lot of really competitive guys around you. And uh, it's a bit cleaner. It's a bit more respectful. And you have a box that can take a bit of damage and keep moving. You're not losing a wheel every time you tap someone. So okay. that's a huge advantage. So, so my I rating at the moment is about 2,500 because I've been nice. just... Uh, yeah. yeah, look not, at you. Not too shabby, eh? The, <laughs> not the, at all. <laughs> the pace has been increasing uh, for the for the F3 and single seaters in general. Really been working on the trail braking. And it's such a... It sounds simple when you explain it, but applying that kind of trail braking, especially the, what you were talking about with the GT3s, where it's even more important to transfer weight. That's been the key mm-hmm. thing. It was that conversation with you about transferring weight. And now whenever I'm braking into a corner... I'm always thinking about where I want that weight to be. And uh, I was I was racing against an old ghost. So I went to do Suzuka and my all-time best is is my old ghost from, I don't know, maybe six months ago. And it's really okay. interesting to see every braking zone, my ghost car just flies past me and is like braking in a straight line. And then I catch up with it somewhere in mid-corner because that ghost is is really struggling. So, so yeah. So anyway, I've been able to kind of get more consistent results, 2,500 because I want to be in the top split. So if I come to over to GT3, the problem is, and this is why I feel like sports cars should be a different category. You know how like road and oval are different. Because yeah. I'm going to be terrible, but they're going to put me in the top splits. So that discourages me from, from going and doing it. Well, if you log in at rush hour, run about the, this time, there's a good chance you'll get second, second split because the participation is really high. You you can get four five k strength of field in top split, so that will exclude any two k driver. But yeah, I mean it's best to get your ass kicked by good drivers <laughs> than than getting thrown into a wall by bad drivers. I I would reckon. I guess uh, it all depends on how much you can take, how much your ego can take. Because oh, I'm damn. the same. Yeah. I, I was very much discouraged to switch series because I was always good at one. But I suppose it's just. The way I did it, the way I uh, transitioned it, it was very slow. So I would practice offline uh, with GT3s while doing F3s for almost a season Mm. before I started going into races in GT3s. But if they've separated those two things, if I could say, okay, I'm now a 1800 sports car guy, I, I definitely would go and enter that in a different in a different, completely different mindset and go, right now I can work my way up here. Like we can't, I can't be the first person to have ever suggested that, but oh. they, they've made the decision to keep them the same. And it just seems so odd. There's such different disciplines. I completely agree. I've been saying that we need different I rating for different class cars oh, okay. all the time. The only thing that should transfer is your SR. So you, you if you're yeah. a clean driver, you should be clean yeah. on every series. It doesn't matter. But yeah, in terms of I rating, I think open wheelers should have their own, and sports cars should have their own. And prototypes, where you know, you can make some other cars within prototypes that you know should have their own uh, I rating, and that'll kind of qualify things a little bit better. So I've got to spend some I rating to get up to to speed with the GT threes. I that, mean, yeah. if you're in a strong field. And you, you're somewhat competent. You, you don't have to be like super fast, but you're not crashing all the time. There's a good chance you lose very little, if any. Mm. So it's it's all about staying on track and just avoiding wrecks for, for to maintain your eye rating. Uh, at Watkins Glen, I, I was in a I was in an evening race, so F3 Watkins Glen. In, in four splits, every single driver that finished on the lead lap scored positive eye rating. 
that's how crashy it was that all you had to do was stay on track and not crash and you would get a positive eye rating. Um, but the, the plus side to this is if I, was, if I wasn't caring about my eye rating, I'm only caring because I, I want to be running in the top splits now in F3 and I want to be comparing myself against the best guys. If I'm ever going to stream myself, it should be the top splits. No one's going to watch my stream of, oh, watch me in split three. So, but if I wasn't worried about that, actually you go, okay, well, I'll jump into GT3, and if I lose a bunch of I rating, I'm driving against easier drivers in both now, going backwards and forwards. So there is that element, and, and there's plenty of drivers when you say end up in, say, split three of any series, there's always still an alien in there. And that's probably someone who just does multi-series and is not so good at some other ones. That's probably a smurf oh, in iRacing. Yeah, tons of smurfs. What's a smurf? A smurf is an alt account that people start Usually at around uh, 4 5K I rating, people are afraid. For the same reasons you mentioned, they buy a separate account and they buy a content there and they fiddle around with it in series that they're not really familiar with. Who are these millionaires? If you're in a 1.5K strength of field and there's this one guy who's three seconds faster than everyone else, yeah, yeah, that's a Smurf. That's either a Smurf or a professional racing driver just getting into it. Yeah, it could be Usually that. that's the case. I mean, that's expensive, though. iRacing is not the cheapest of hobbies as it is. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I suppose if you had one account where you only, you only bought sports cars and they tend to kind of be different tracks, there'll be a few tracks where you have to buy it on both. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's very expensive. It's a, I mean, <laughs> if you, some people spend $10,000 on their rig. So, mm. you know, if you spend 10,000, you know, 10 grand on a rig, what's another 500 bucks for the sim, you know? <laughs> Looks over at my rig, not 10,000, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad my wife doesn't look at sim equipment and, and attach a value to it. I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So what is your Smurf account called? Uh, Dorian Tabachnik 2. How original. Oh, you actually do have one. Of course I do. <laughs> I, I never raced it. I'm I'm I bought it because they had a sale where you pay twenty bucks and you get uh, it for a year. You get a subscription for a year for twenty dollars. I was insane. I was like, I have to buy this. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I'll just have it ready. And soon ish, I'm gonna start doing uh no quality uh runs at all. Oh, this will be an account where I will never qualify. And you're gonna stream that? Uh yeah, I'm gonna make videos about that. So every single time back of the grid. Yeah, back of the grid. Doesn't matter which split, which car, doesn't matter which track. Even if it's impossible to overtake on, I don't care. I will never, ever qualify on that account. So, so like, that sounds like the stream for me because I have a tendency to not be, not be able to qualify. The only qualifying that suits me is when we run our own series. We do open qualifying for, like, I don't know, you tend to get in, like, five or six laps. And at that point... I tend to be able to string a lap together and show my potential. But the say, like, for example, just, oh, you've got two laps to go, two hot laps by yourself, which is no mm-hmm. fun. I like the open quality because there's like 50 cars all trying to qualify. It's chaos. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I think this has exposed a weakness, which is as good as my ultimate pace is getting better, on cold tires, out the box, I'm I'm awful. So I can never qualify. So I tend to be like your smurf account always starting from the back yeah qualifying is a separate entity in racing you need to treat it as such you either practicing for a race or you're practicing for qualifying those are two completely different things so getting used to cold tires learning how to push cold tires like i've done an endurance race yesterday we've we did uh vln the four-hour nurburgring race and the one thing i practiced almost more than anything was coming out of the pits and pushing it a hundred percent on cold tires because with the new guitar model, the, it's very snappy. It, it's, it's very hard to manage. So uh, coming out of the pits, pushing it on cold tires for, I don't know, two, three minutes at a time, then resetting, doing it again and finding pace within, you know, a bad car, so to speak. So what do, what do I, what do I do differently? I think I can competently get around a lap, but I, I need to improve this cold tire pace, which actually will help at the start of the actual race itself as well. I do notice that I, I tend to 
come back into a race and I tend to mm-hmm. lose ground early on. So clearly my cold tyre pace is, a, is an issue. Is there also a different mental approach to, to that push? Uh, yeah, but repetition is key, I think. It's, it's about how many times have you started with cold tyres? Because I'm, I'm only guessing this and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're, you're comfortable you know, being a late bloomer, and start and finding pace at a latter part of the race. Oh, I thought you meant my life because I'm 41. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, yes, I'm, I, I, I am. Yes, I'm a late. I'm a late bloomer in the race. Yes, that is true. I am. Yeah, right. Because you you know that about yourself, and you're comfortable there. You're never uh, having to push yourself out of your comfort zone and push on the first lap or two. So you don't have that experience. No, I just survive, and then I try and make it up. Right. Well, in F3, this is probably a smart idea anyways. But if you practice coming out of the pits or starting off the grid, you know, getting a good standing start and throwing the car around for a lap and then doing it again and again and again and again and again, you'll just get more comfortable. That's something you need to practice specifically. All right. So I, I think I do spend nearly all my practice time just on a full tank. And then I have a race plan in my head um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I treat it like golf where I don't know if you play much golf. No, you're not a golfer. <laughs> but you can have basically, you can be a good golfer but have blow up holes and, and you, you, you duff one shot and then you're upset that the hole is ruined. So you end up taking a, a risk or a different shot instead of just playing the ball back on, you try and hit it through 10 trees and, and you end up having these holes where everything goes wrong and actually even though you played really well in the round, that par three is now a, a eight. You know, you took eight shots to get to it. And I, and I found I was doing the same thing actually in races. that I would make a mistake and I would compound it. I would kind of chase the mistake instead of going, oh, okay, you've, you've overheated your tyres, just calm down. It's okay. That lap isn't ruined because you still need to, you know, uh, do good corners, make good time. So I've started treating the race as a whole instead of kind of, every lap going oh this has got to be the perfect lap this has got to be the perfect lap and just not get upset and just settle down and start again um yeah so that's my race plan and i spend all my practice doing that rather than i think that's a decent approach anyway i think lots of people make a mistake and then go on tilt and exacerbate the mistakes yeah uh first of all yeah it's the first thing you want to do is complete the race and the second thing you want to do is finish in a good in a good position so to finish in a good position first you need to complete the race so if you're the kind of guy that knows how to finish a race and you you know how to get used to worn out tires and the lighter car and everything now's the time to practice your starts that's the secondary thing to practice your starts and and like that that's that's one of my best features as a driver I'm, i'm completely suicidal on first lap i am utterly mad on cold tires yep and and i'm not as good on worn out tires so a lot of drivers will overtake me at the latter part of the race but i will send it five wide into t1 on every track coming off a standing start or a rolling start i don't care and that gives me a lot of you know a lot of good results just by itself because a lot of times other people start fighting behind me and they lose pace Mm. and by the time they start catching up the race is over because i do sprints i do short races and that gave me a lot of W's and a lot of podiums just by being utterly suicidal. And yeah. <laughs> so it helps. You're you're the hare and I'm the tortoise. That will be the title of <laughs> that will be the title of today's show. Yeah. Um you've mentioned the new tire models there, and this is just for GT3 cars. So I I never really have ever felt the difference when people have gone, Oh, there's a new tire model for that car. And I get in on a and I'm nodding along like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, these new tires there. And then I'm like, is that good or bad? Oh, yeah. I never really tend to notice. So, like, is it dramatic, the change in the tire model? It is. Well, it is and it isn't. The car is still the same car, right? But, uh, for example, the previous season, and it has been like that for a good while now, your fastest lap was your out lap. So as soon as you leave the pits, the tires are have peaked. Like the old MX-5. MX-5 used to be like that. Yes, I mm. think it, is, it still is, so but I'm ev- not sure. Your optimal lap was always unobtainable because yes. it was your fastest sectors from your outlap. Absolutely. You would mm. get insane optimal times where you just cannot repeat it. Now you actually have cold tires 
there's a point of warming them up and actually going quickly on your outlap just to get the car to warm up. And then you have one, well, it depends on the length of the track, obviously, but one to three good laps. And then deteriorates and holds for a good amount of time, which is, you know, more realistic. The mm. way it used to be is fastest lap outlap, and it's just going downhill from that point on. And it's no longer the case. Okay, so that would used to have suited your manic early starts, I guess. But actually, oh, no, actually, now everyone else has lost grip comparatively well, I'm, on I'm the still mental lap. on first lap. <laughs> but um, now, I will not. Yeah. <laughs> no breaks. But, but now everyone <laughs> has cold tires, and you think you're better comparatively than your peers on cold tires. So you must have got an advantage from this tire model. I also practice it. And, uh, I mean, I always practice the starts, and uh, it's really important for me to get a good start because I'm, I also have pretty bad concentration. Oh, really? So, um, uh, yeah. So I, I would think I would do, I, you know, I would do my taxes when I'm doing a race because I just can't focus on one thing. I'm either in a battle. If I'm in a battle in a really hairy situation, I'm perfectly focused. I'm driving way better. Yeah. If I'm just on my own, it's it's a hazard. I can just put put myself in a wall. I can forget to break. So, you know, it, it, I have to keep myself constantly engaged. Do you do you chat what, normally when you're racing? Do you, oh, do you yeah. have a Discord? I will have full-on conversation. I will have people yeah. with me in my Discord. Yeah. Or if I'm recording, I will just talk to the camera. <laughs> and, you know, just I, I would need that interaction or I'm going to sleep. I was going to say, we, we, we race Mondays and Wednesdays in, with a Discord chat on. And there's a lot of the guys who, who will say, oh, you know, I, I didn't realize... You know, we got to the end of the race because we've just been chatting away. But I had to make a bit of a rule, like, yeah, talk about what's going on in the race. That keeps people alert. Don't start telling me stories about the guy <laughs> in Tesco's who stole the last strawberry and then you had a fight. So it's like, yeah, keep it related to the race during the race. <laughs> but it's amazing how, how many people like you appreciate having a voice and a chat or whatever going on. It's the ADD thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's oh, just, you know. Do a lot of content creators have ADD? Who knew? Uh, yeah. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Who what, thought? What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So we're talking about that, that new <laughs> tire model, model in uh, the GT3. There's also a cool thing with the new tire model that the car is, well, the tires are much easier on the limit. So it used to be a bit more on-off where you have grip and then you, ha- you don't have it right. anymore and you lose it. Now the car will slide around a bit more. And that, you know, just catching the car is a lot easier. GT3s are really in the best place they've been. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's brilliant, but it's much better. I much, wanna, much better. I want to ask about how you change your driving then as the tire wears, because that'll be new for me. In F3, it takes 400 laps to warm the tires up, and then they last forever. Essentially, they last forever, those tires. And uh, so that will be a big change for me. Big, heavy car trying to manage tire wear. I didn't do too badly, actually, when we did the 24-hour at Spa, the 24-hour Spa with the team. I was so scared of letting my team down. All I wanted to do was not crash, and I did manage to do my stints without crashing. So that's uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> but um, how do you change your your approach and your driving as the as the tire starts to, to go? Uh, well, the- is, there, is there a danger that I'm going to lose the car, or am I just going slower? Uh, you are in danger when the tires drop off. Uh, it's very easy to overdrive the car. You will get a lot of snap oversteer on exits, a lot of understeers understeer on entry. If you keep driving the same way that you did when you had the tire in, in its optimal yeah. condition, oh, sounds fun. You're really selling it. <laughs> so, so, so I do. I get three. Well, good it lap. makes the race more interesting. It's not yeah. just more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. Now you have to adapt to something different. Okay, so is it similar to driving on? cold tires uh, a bit it's it's more predictable than cold tires right so you can more you can count on the car understeering a bit more rather than cold tires sometimes it will understeer because you've got the rears warmed up and the fronts aren't warmed up yet or you know and then you just get understeer that's a bit unpredictable because you thought you warmed up the tires but in fact you haven't so with, with cold tires, it's very different. One tire will warm up faster than the other, and then the characteristics of the car throughout the outlap will change dramatically. God, I never think about any of that. I never think of the tires warming up differently. But, um, it's because you have a life, Spanners. Well, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I am a podcaster in a podcasting shed. Uh, so I'm starting to feel like maybe this might suit me because 
I always do better in an understeery car in general in the single seaters. And I think it's because, oh, same with you as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the guys will complain about the understeer and they want a pointier car that's lively uh, at the back. But I think it's because I'm like an old dad and it feels like my little people carrier with the kids in the back. But I, do, I, I don't mind kind of being a bit more patient on entry and prepping to get in and fighting to get it rotated a little bit. Whereas uh, people do prefer just getting the back end out a bit and then slamming on the, the throttle, particularly in F3. Is is that is that going to suit me when I come to GT3 to hang out with my best bud, Dory? Well, it depends on which car you choose. That's oh, the brilliant oh, thing about okay. it. Okay, now we're into a minefield. You have eight okay. different cars. <laughs> I mean, it's you basically can pick and choose the, the car that suits your driving style. So I have I, I, okay, I have a few tin tops that I've been bullied into buying. So for the Spa 24, we had the Lambo. I, I also have the... You like it? That was a chef's kiss there from Dory. Yeah. Now I also have the Mercedes... That one, uh, that's my favorite one. And also we have a, BM, a Porsche RSR. Is that one of the GT3s? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I find the Porsche RSR to be pretty neutral and pretty uh, just drivable. That's great. The uh, the Merc is nice and just heavy and I feel like it suits, it's like a tank. Uh, and I feel like that suits my my driving style. Where do you stand? Well, it depends on whether you're going with fixed setup or open setup because that can change oh, the really? car's behavior from one end to another. So let's talk about fixed for a second because that's the one that's easier to get into. No mm-hmm. fuel stops, 20-minute races. Yeah, that, that's where I would start for sure. Yeah, that, that's I'm naming that. I think it's the best series on iRacing, but we can talk about that. Anyways, um, with the Mercedes, you get a lot of liftoff oversteer. A ton of it. So as soon as you lift off the throttle, the car will rotate as much as you tell it to. Okay. But even if you give it 10% throttle, it will immediately sink in and stabilize. So it's very understeery on power. Okay. So right? th- does that mean that we're having to, to to be more careful in our braking phase and kind of set ourselves up a bit earlier and then be on the power and actively driving, driving through a corner rather than driving yeah, into it? Yeah, basically chuck it into the corner and, and save it with the throttle. Oh, okay, so you, nice. You, you want to rotate the car. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's early or late. You want to over-rotate the car because that's what it'll want to do anyways. And then carry it, put the throttle, and it will just sink in. Is, is that front-wheel drive, is it? The Mercedes? No, it's oh, front-wheel drive. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's, 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 uh, GT3s, they're all real drive. All what are you drive. doing? Okay. Well, it's oh good to know. God. I didn't know. I'll, this podcast. I'm going to edit that out so I don't <laughs> seem so stupid. No, no, all I was thinking was... Man I don't, has I don't, F1 podcast. Don't do a lot of um, sports car driving, but we had a sim event where we went to a live sim venue, and it was the only time I think that I've done a front-wheel drive car. I cannot remember what it was, but we were driving around Barcelona, and the difference being, like, if you got into trouble... Are in a corner, like the back end's going, you just absolutely nail the throttle and it kind of rescues you. So when you said you rescue yourself with a throttle, that's the memory it sparked off. But thank you for taking the opportunity to make me feel <laughs> stupid. I'm going to start printing some of our WhatsApp. I was, about, I was about to say to that end, you're absolutely right. Yeah. That's It's the same sort of idea. Oh, okay. So if, if the rear snaps on entry, you hold it with a bit of throttle and it will just sink in and you move the right to the rear and the car's fine. Okay, I'm going to start publishing our WhatsApp chats, by the way, which are just, by the way, unnecessarily aggressive. We have a strange WhatsApp tone. It's trying to be helpful. Man asks me if I can tell the freaking time. I'm 34 years old, Spanners. I was converting from Israel time to... Yes, I'm aware you live in a different time zone. (laughs) I'm used to a lot of people all around the world who are like, well, you know, I, I just do UTC. And that annoys the Brits. Even when we're not on UTC, I still do UTC and people get wound up. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we were, we're basically, we were picking our, our GT3. Okay, so look, I'm jumping in. It's going to be this 20-minute sprint. I like the sound of this. I like fixed. I think that's the way forward. I mean, oh yeah, I think that's the way forward. Just really work on the series, having good fixed setups and just jump in. I don't do iRacing to be a race engineer. <laughs> and, and I think when it's fixed, I'm so much happier so it's about picking a car, isn't it? We're picking the car at the moment. Um, what, do you, what do you drive? What do you go for? Right now, I'm thinking about the Lambo, but it really depends on the track because the cars are very different, which is what bril- what's brilliant about this series. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, you, have, you got the turbo cars. You got the Ferrari and the BMW. And they have turbo chargers, and that means that in high altitude, they're going to be the OP vehicles, no matter what you do. So serious. So Interlagos, Bathurst, oh. Nurburgring, those are the things to to drive. But and if you have a lot of straight lines, then you want one of those cars as well because they they're just very fast in a straight line. Is that it's difficult? Not a very technical. Yeah, I was what? going to say, is it difficult to manage it with the gearing? Like you have to be much more aware of what gear you're in. In technical circuits, yes. Because those really fast cars are also what makes them kind of tricky on slower tracks with more technical tracks. Like Hungaroring, I find the Audi and the Lamborghini to be much better. They just cope with the track way better because they're they're way more lively. They don't have as much power, but they change direction a lot easier. And... uh you know, that makes them more capable on that sort of track. Yeah, I definitely found the Lamborghini was was much more, uh, yeah, much more light. It, it wanted to fight with you a little bit more than, say, the, the Mercedes. I wouldn't pick it for Spa. You did you did uh, Spa with the Lambo. We did, yeah. I wouldn't pick it for Spa. I would definitely drive the BMW for Spa okay. or the Mercedes because they're fast in a straight line. They're good at high altitude. And, uh, yeah, they're just easy to drive and spy. You want that. So we're looking at running an event, a charity event, because that's the kind of people we are. In December, oh. we're going to do a 12-hour of Silverstone. We're going to broadcast it. We're going to try and attract the, the likes of, of you people in, in teams to enter teams. So uh, just between you and me, what fi- we're going to do fixed setups as well, I think. But what car should I pick for Silverstone? First of all, it should be multi-class. Uh, we were thinking about this, but... But a silly one at that. A what? A silly multi-class. Like oh. something that you wouldn't see in So Formula V, uh, GT3, right. and and rocket ships. Oh, God. So there we go. No, no, no. No damage. No. So we consider multi-class <laughs> because I know people like multi-class racing. But if you've just if it's an invitational, which this mm-hmm. will be, then you're going to get such a spread of talent that you could end up like racing no one for 12 hours. So we decided to make it one class just so you're more likely to be in a fight fighting for places throughout. Uh, that's up for debate, but we definitely wanted to go fixed because, again, we didn't want people to yeah. be race engineers. But we will do G- GT3 so you can pick which car that you want you want to go with. Oh, you're doing GT3s? That's interesting. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. I might even uh, join up on that if I can find a, a teammate. If you can find some friends. For, yeah. t- for 12 hours. I don't have a lot. You're more of a lone wolf. Yeah, I'm not a very tall person, Pierce. Is it because your attitude is to be suicidal on the opening lap and over it time? It could be why I'm not making friends on iRacing. It's why I'm you're... not getting many DMs. Hey, I like your driving. Yeah, can we can we be in a team, please, so that I can watch you crash and then not participate in? <laughs> hey, I, I barely crash. I rarely crash. I really rarely crash. Okay, so interesting. This is a charity event, and we were. Well, I mean, we discussed but rejected most of the things that you can do in like a charity karting event. Like you can buy 
grid positions or buy extra laps or stuff like that you know well there's they do that in charity events so to try and raise as much money as they can but there's a, a new feature which is the healing car and i used it for my lad because he's 11 and actually his pace is getting up to to scratch i think he would not be the slowest person anymore on a missed apex event which is a low bar but, <laughs> but he's there uh, but when he's doing practice Un, if you turn damage off, it can be unrealistic and like you don't know which curbs are hurting you, whatever. But this healing model seemed to work pretty well. You you crash, you do the damage, but the car gets better. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, the, so they, they basically did that so the physics won't break every time you crash. Yeah. So you'll be able to predict what's going to happen if you did this or that. And yeah, it's, it's a really nice idea. It's nice. And it's like, well, I don't know. I, I'm sure people will yell at me if I suggested doing that for no, an actual no. event. I mean, there should be some uh, fast repairs, maybe a couple. Yes, but fast repairs, yeah. If you take damage, <gasps> you should be penalized. Hang on a minute. Can you... Is there some way to buy fast repairs? That's what oh, you could do that. That's not see? a bad idea, is five, it? Five bucks for a, for a fast repair. <laughs> I love be a really good way to raise money and only... I don't th- think you can assign them individually, uh, though. There's, there's got to the be a way to manage that. But only the worst teams would be using those frequently. <laughs> so it might not affect the battle too much up front. That might, that might be actually a, a really good idea. Um, okay, I am getting tempted to, to jump in. If I'm going in with a 2,500 uh, I rating... I'm going to be in one of the top two splits, so I need to I need to practice before I jump into it. Where's it racing at the moment? Uh, we're getting Hungaroring uh, tomorrow. I bet that suits the GT3s beautifully. That track. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant track. It really is fun. I did the I did with the Porsche Cup, which is by the way the best car on iRacing right now. The new Porsche Cup. Yeah, really okay. recommend you give it a go. Okay, hang on. Sorry, we've shifted tax a little bit. What is the Porsche <laughs> Cup? That's a completely different series. What kind of cars are those? All right, so there used to be the old Porsche Cup, which is it's a, it's basically a, a GT3 car with less aero and no ABS, no traction control. Really scary to drive. It used to be, I used to hate it. A lot of people liked it because it's very rewarding to drive something that that's difficult, but I didn't really like it. It was too difficult. It's like you're running on bicycle tires. Okay. The new one that just came out this season has more aero, better grip, better brakes, better front end. They switched the front end around. And you're running really close times with GT3s. You're not so far off, but it's still very engaging to drive because you're sliding around. You're locking up the tires. There's a bit more of that. And the force feedback is also pretty brilliant. So oh, it's, nine really ele- it's 911s. Is it Porsche 911? Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, okay. Porsche 911 GT3 that, Cup. That 992 is, is the model. That's it. If, if my family ever leave me, I think that might be my, my choice of midlife crisis, that. Porsche, <laughs> it's not a bad one. Porsche 911, but they keep loving me and staying in the house. Oh, Stupid idiots. Okay, shame. so you think that's the... What makes it the best series in iRacing at the moment? It's a bold claim. It's not the best series. It's the ah. best car. Oh, the best car. So F3, oh, okay. F3 is one of the best cars as well but it's not the best series. Uh, the Porsche Cup is is one of the best series, though. I think it is, because they tend to be a bit cleaner there. You're fighting the car more than you're fighting other people. So people more focus on themselves and braking early and finding I'm the apex. You. It's harder to drive. So it, it tends to be a bit cleaner, even cleaner than GT3s and really good racing there. But just the competition is not all there. So it's rare to find five, six K splits in there. Oh, I see. Your dog in the background seems to not agree with that at all. I apologize. He's completely fine. Uh, So is the participation, you're saying the participation is lower in that series? Um, A bit, but it's really increasing right now. So, uh, oh, wait, we're getting Nürburgring next week. It's probably going to have the highest participation. Oh, really? Okay. As in Nürburgring, as in the GP track? 24-hour layout. So the the Nordschleife with the Nürburgring GP, and that's that's so much fun. I, I just did a few laps today. It's so much fun. I don't have. And the fixed setup. Yeah. The fixed series. They have a fixed series. And it has individual setups in the fixed series. Instead of one setup to fit them all, just like F3, you will have individual setups. Oh, hang that's on. brilliant. So you can have like, so you can pick from a a few. Is that what it's, is that? You, you, no, you, you can pick one for each. There's a different one for each track. 
which is the same with, uh, with F3 yes, fits. Yes. But like in GT3, you don't have that. You have one setup to fit all tracks, which is kind of a bummer because some tracks you need a completely different setup. Uh, but yeah, in, in the Porsche Cup, I'm thinking, while I'm talking about this, I'm thinking maybe you should consider jumping into Porsche Cup. Ooh, okay. Okay. The splits aren't as tough. Yep. It'll teach you to drive so much more, so much better as a as a learner's car. And uh, even though it's, right. it's you're, I'm not saying you're you're learning how to drive. I'm just saying you want to get yourself into GTs. <laughs> yes. And and it's it's a much it's uh, yeah it's a much better tool for the job. It's, I a, think. it's a sexy looking car, and I, I am tempted to go and, and jump in. I, I tell you what, I might do is uh, after our little swarm event tonight, because we do a, our own competition the Monday before the the official start so we we're doing f3 suzuka and having a little competition there and we we score that league as well as we go through uh but after that i might jump in and give the 911 a, a shot however you put me off with nordschleifer because i don't want to do it it's too long it looks too complicated i'm never gonna <laughs> learn it it seems stressful I, I don't know why i would bother you can learn it it's not the most difficult track in the world i mean it is but it, it, it's, <laughs> what? it's not the most difficult track in the world. No, it literally is. Okay. It literally is. They call it but, the green hell. Yeah, but, but it's just, it's too fun, mate. It's too fun not to learn. What, what is it on tonight, the 911? Uh, Hungaroring. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I have that. I will do that on your recommendation. Dory, I, I think we're going to call it there because I want to keep these shows at like 40, 45 minutes so that my, my uh, contributors don't get fed up and don't get in trouble with their spouses. Just before you go, remind me, what wheel are you on? What wheel are you rocking? TSPC, Thrustmaster TSPC. Okay, so very good wheel. Yeah. But you, you, I, I think it's a good wheel. That's what I've got here next to me. Um, certainly it's a, decent, but we need direct drives, spanners. But you I've are, driven like a good, I'm sorry, I'm going to extend this uh, yeah, podcast yeah. In yeah, the, sure. for a second. <laughs> I've driven some direct drives in my day. None of them felt like I had to have it. But just a couple of weeks ago, I went to a friend's house. And he's got like a $25,000 rig, motion, okay. triples, everything, right? This, the, right. Before you carry on, this exact same thing happened to me literally last week. So carry on. We can compare. Okay. Yeah. And he has a SEMA Cube 2 Pro, which is <laughs> exactly the same wheel as my the friend. best wheel out yeah. there, pretty much. Yeah. I'm, I don't think I'll be exaggerating saying that. And I, I was driving around, it felt nice, felt all right. A friend of mine who has one at home came in and he loaded a specific iRacing profile to it. And I was driving it and I wasn't doing anything, Spanners. I wasn't even trying. I was driving. All I had yeah. to do is modulate the throttle. The wheel took care of everything. You literally could have not one arm, one finger, and yeah. and it just takes care of everything. It saves the car. It straightens out it the wheel. It does save the car. It's amazing. There is no effort. I could literally be doing advanced mathematics while driving with a Simicube 2 Pro. So... I need okay. it in my life spanners. I need that. I don't know where I'll find the money. I you, need to you, rob you, an you've ruined this because my point was you are fast with a TSPC. Therefore, we don't need to worry about it. But I'm in the <laughs> same boat as you. I think I talked about this last week, so I won't dwell on it. But I went around Bradfield Potts house. He's got the SimuCube Pro, 2 Pro with a tri- triple screens. Absolutely amazing rig, hydraulic pedals. And you go, this, first of all, it feels beautiful. He had hydraulic pedals as well. It feels right. We need to stop having friends who have all this equipment. No, they they have too much money. Yeah, but I got into it. And yes, of course, you could save stuff. But immediately, you could just feel so much more on the track. So even mid-corner, you feel, "Ah, I, I went in too hot or I had more there. And you feel that, which when I went then went back home, I now can no longer feel it. And I feel like I'm guessing going into the the corners but for me specifically as someone with no racing experience it was easily four tenths for me in in lap time gain obviously i'm of a lower general standard than you but with all that extra information i could use it straight away went four tenths and i was just like oh my god this is just gorgeous i should not have come here i must never (laughs) come here again i think everyone will gain a few good tenths out of it everyone so my my assertion that hey dory's 
great with a TSPC. Therefore, you don't need a direct drive wheel. You I can think be good on a pad. Yeah, Absolutely. Could. If you're yeah. sitting there at home with a G27, feeling like you'll never be good because of it, that's not the case. You can play on a gamepad and, and get the 5K I rating confirmed but by some the, people. But the direct drive felt amazing. It was just yes. so good. And, and it took uh, quite a few sessions coming back home into the rig that I loved only just the day before. It took me two days. It took me two days to, <laughs> to enjoy driving again. Yes, I'm glad. I've I'm been glad. ruined by, by Simacube. Yeah. Uh, by the way, remind me to send you my RFFB settings. You'll love it. I will do. I'll give that a try because that'll help save. In fact, why don't we kick off the next time you come and speak to me with this because our community, a lot of people tried it. Some people are fanatics. Most people just rejected it after a, a it's, few tries. It's... it's, it's 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 made by one guy. Mm. It's buggy as hell, but you need to work your way around it. And once you do, it's brilliant. That'll be topic one next time you come back. Uh, you don't need a plug from us because you are basically part of the iRacing establishment now. But where can people go and, and find your stuff and what have you got planned? Establishment. I love it. iRacing are yeah. using your track guides. You're the man. It's because they have no one else to use. <laughs> You're the man now. Uh, where should people go? Dory underscore N on YouTube. Yeah, you've got a fantastic community, a great Discord as well. And I'm always bugging you to come and do the Mist Apex stuff, but you're far too big a deal to, to ever right, that's even a bother. That's exactly. the problem. It's your celebrity. Excellent. Thank you. Go and give uh, Dory a follow. Thank you very much for watching and listening to Mist Apex iRacing podcast. All I would ask is that you tell a couple of people, wherever you talk about sim racing, wherever you have, even if you've got 10 followers or 1,000 followers, Post a, a little link uh, wherever you found this. Please go and share it. That would really help us. And it would encourage this kind of behavior. Sitting in a shed, grown men talking about pretend race cars. Encourage us to keep doing that. Uh, and you can follow me at, Mr. Uh, at Spanners Ready. And this show has an account at iRacing Podcast. Don't tell iRacing that we have that. Until next time, work hard, be kind, and have fun. This was iRacing Mr. Apexy got the title of this show I messed it up Dory <laughs> I'll get the hang of it I've only been doing podcasts for Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Eight years. <laughs> You'll get around to it. It's eventually. only my actual job. Don't worry. No, kiddies. <laughs> there isn't going to be. There isn't going to be any pudding today because Papa <laughs> messed up the outro and it's terrible at his job. Oh, God. <laughs>